Hello, my name is Dr. Kim Farina, and I'm a veterinarian, and I'm host of Pause and Reflect with Zoetis, provided to you by Zoetis Pet Care. Welcome to season two. In season one, we learned about ProHeart 12 with the active ingredient moxidectin, and now we have another new product for you to learn about in season two, Symperica Trio, a combination of moxidectin, pyrantal, and seralaner. Here's what we're hoping, that these three podcast episodes provide you with new information about heartworm disease, ticks, and GI parasites, and help you figure out how to fit them all together with Semperica Trio. I'll be interviewing three extraordinary guests on three episodes who all have stories to tell, information to share, and no doubt some laughs because I've got a few trivia questions sprinkled throughout the show so you can test your knowledge on some non-veterinary topics. Another thing, you don't have to listen to the episodes in order, but they do have a flow, so it may help for you to listen to them in sequential order. Here's what's most important. If you want further information on Semperica Trio, visit www.sempericatriodvm.com. Today, we are interviewing a guest with brains, charm, and who is an expert in parasitology, joined us in season one, and wow, he's back for season two. It is Dr. Chris Adolph, a board-certified veterinary parasitologist with Zoetis Pet Care. So thank you for coming back. It's great to have you. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. I had so much fun in season one. I just couldn't resist another go at it. Speaking of season one of Pause and Reflect with Zoetis, we talked about ProHeart 12. In that episode, you shared with us how you became a parasitologist. Today, can you share with us the areas you were interested in when you did your graduate school training? Absolutely. When I was in practice, I became immediately interested in parasitology because I diagnosed something with a parasitic cause almost daily. My master's thesis was on feline intestinal parasites and vector-borne disease agents. It was during this time My interest in all things heartworm, intestinal parasite, flea and tick, and the pathogens that they spread deepened. It's absolutely fascinating how these organisms have evolved and thrive in our world. Yes, absolutely. It is so true. Now, in episode one, I chatted with Dr. Jessica Rodriguez about Semperica Trio and how it is the first monthly oral preventative that gives puppies and adult dogs coverage against parasites, including heartworms, fleas, ticks, hookworms, and roundworms. Now, my friend has a puppy, and I wanted to ask you before I recommend it to her for her puppy, what's your take on palatability? Do dogs like the taste of it? Yes. Uh, as uh, you remember, the active ingredients in Semperica Trio are moxidectin, serolaner, and pyrantel pamoate. Zoetis built Semperica Trio from the ground up, and besides efficacy and safety, the palatability was considered. It has a similar palatability and the same liver flavoring as Semperica, Rimadyl chews, and Clavamox chews. We want the puppies and dogs to like it. In total, the overall voluntary acceptance of Semperica Trio was 91.9%. In one U.S. field trial, dosing of Semperica Trio was accepted free choice in 74.5% of dosing events and consumed voluntarily when offered with food, 17.4% of dosing events. See, that is such a home run for owner compliance. That's amazing. Now, also in the first episode, we focused on heartworm disease since it's the fatal disease we want to prevent. Today, I'd like to explore ticks and fleas. Now, I live in the Northeast and we see a whole bunch of ticks. 
what are the ticks that Semperica trio protects against? Semperica trio is indicated for the treatment and control of tick infestations with the Lone Star tick, the Gulf Coast tick, deer tick, American dog tick, and the brown dog tick. Let's think about how important tick control is for dogs. Ticks may carry disease to dogs, and tick-borne diseases can be debilitating illnesses, even death. Some diseases can be transmitted within hours of tick attachment. Ugh. On that note, I keep current, and I've been reading in the literature how tick geography is changing. Where are these ticks located? Yes, it is important for veterinary practices to stay current on tick population shifts, new threats, and evolving practice protocols. Ticks can be found anywhere in the United States, between migrating birds, the spread of host animals, warmer climate, and human activity like reforestation. Ticks are rapidly, inevitably expanding their range. They can also be found any time of year. The brown dog tick is located across the U.S. The deer tick has expanded to most of the East Coast and now can be found in Texas and even Minnesota. The American dog tick is found in the eastern and part of the central U.S. as well as California. The Lone Star tick is located in the southeast from Texas to Florida up to New Jersey, New York, and Maine, and even west of Michigan. The Gulf Coast tick is located in states located on the Gulf Coast, but now have been found in Kansas, Oklahoma, and as far north as Delaware. So as you can see, the tick range is spreading, and every state in the U.S. is affected by ticks. Yes, I mean, as you said, every state is affected. You can't ignore it. So up next, let's talk about the diseases that ticks can spread. But before we do that, let's take a time out and do something fun, okay? This is a not my career quiz. You remember this from last season? Oh yeah, I think I might've <laughs> even got one right last year. I ask you a few questions about a topic that you likely know nothing about. And this episode of Not My Career Quiz is about baking. Everything you need to know about baking, okay? <laughs> it's multiple choice, fill in the blank, and built for speed. So let's see how you do. I'll set the clock, I have the bell. Let's go, okay? Okay. Not my career, question number one. What does it mean to temper when you're baking? A, slowly bring up the heat of an ingredient sensitive to heat to prevent it from cooking too fast. B, become upset when you burn something in the oven. C, melt chocolate so it shines. D, bake something in less time that the recipe calls for. Well, for me, it would clearly be B, but I think the correct answer is A, to bring something to temperature. Yes, very good. Now, I do have to ask, though, it's sort of related. Have you ever boiled all the water out of a pot by accident? Oh, absolutely. Oh, you see, that surprises me because you seem like someone who would never let that happen. Oh, no, there's uh, so much going around. I'm usually multitasking. So normally, uh, if there's going to be a pot of boiling water, there's also six or seven other things happening. And then when I get those fires put out, I come back to find that I almost started another one in the kitchen. Ah, all right, let's keep going. How many teaspoons are in a tablespoon? Three. Very good. In baking, what does it mean to coat a spoon? A, when a mixture leaves a thin layer on a spoon. B, make a jacket out of sugar and use a spoon to hold it on. C, test the doneness of a cooked egg-based custard or sauce. Or D, lick the spoon. I'm gonna go with A. 
Oh, no. The answer is C. It's actually to test the doneness of a cooked egg-based custard or sauce. I clearly don't cook enough custards. <laughs> and you seem like the, the type of person you don't lick spoons or you don't eat raw cookie dough, do you? When I was a kid, uh, the, the best part about cooking anything with my grandma was to lick the beaters when we were done. That was better uh. than the finished product. <laughs> Finally, a freeform answer is required for the last question. How did the pound cake get its name? Because it, uh, the ingredients had to be pounded. That's very creative, good try, but no. Actually, and this is a recipe all the way back from the 18th century, called for a pound of each of its four ingredients, a pound of butter, a pound of flour, a pound of egg, and a pound of sugar. So it was a four pound cake. Isn't that crazy? No way I would've got that. Yeah, but um, just imagine how dense that is. Delicious, but dense. I would imagine, yes. Yeah. All right, let's get back to ticks. You already told us about tick locations and how their geographies are changing. Now let's dive deeper into the diseases each tick can spread. Sure. Yeah, the Lone Star tick can spread ehrlichiosis, tularemia, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, and cytozoonosis. The Gulf Coast tick is associated with canine hepatozoonosis, rickettsia parkeri, and tick paralysis. The American dog tick is associated with Rocky Mountain spotted fever, cytozoonosis, tularemia, and tick paralysis. The deer tick is associated with Lyme disease, anaplasmosis or lichiosis, tick-borne relapsing fever, and tick paralysis. The brown dog tick is associated with canine monocytic or lichiosis, canine babesiosis, anaplasmosis, and Rocky Mountain spotted fever. It is important to remember that killing ticks alone does not necessarily equate with disease prevention. So you can see how important it is to protect against ticks based on dog diseases each tick is associated with. Right, right. I mean, ticks are bad news. So tell us about Semperica trio and its tick protection. As you may recall, the primary mode of action of serolaner in insects and acarines is a functional blockade of ligand-gated chloride channels. Uh, GABA receptors and glutamate receptors. Serolaner blocks GABA and glutamate-gated chloride channels in the central nervous system of insects and acarines. And disruption of these receptors by serolaner prevents the uptake of chloride ions by GABA and glutamate-gated ion channels, thus resulting in increased nerve stimulation and death of the target parasite. Serolaner exhibits higher functional potency to block insect acarine receptors compared to mammalian receptors. The result of the tick laboratory studies demonstrate that Semperica trio delivers robust efficacy against ticks throughout the month. Walk us through a couple of the lab studies, if you don't mind. Oh, sure. Uh, in a well-controlled laboratory study, Semperica trio began killing existing Exodi scapularis within eight hours. Semperica trio reduced the number of live ticks by greater than 94.2% within 24 hours of infestation for 28 days. In a laboratory speed of kill study against uh, ticks, uh, Exodi scapularis, a single dose of Semperica trio at labeled dose provided 98.4% reduction of an existing infestation of within 12 hours of treatment and 94.2% reduction within 24 hours of subsequent infestations for one month. Lyme disease. It's prevalent in my area, and I have unfortunately treated my fair share of cases. Let's talk about Lyme disease. Absolutely. Semperica trio does not prevent Lyme disease. 
Semperica trio kills deer ticks. And let's talk about Lyme disease transmission. As you probably remember, Lyme disease is primarily transmitted by the deer tick. The infective agent is a spirochete bacteria called Borrelia burgdorferi. This bacteria lives in the mid-gut of an unfed tick, and when the tick starts taking a blood meal, the bacteria changes its outer surface proteins from outer surface protein A to outer surface protein C. This is a signal within the bacteria that helps facilitate the movement of the bacteria from the mid-gut to the salivary glands. It is from the salivary glands that the bacteria can leave their host tick and enter a new host, which can be a dog or us. This process, the migration and changes within the bacteria take time. Therefore, Lyme disease generally takes 24 to 48 hours after initiating feeding to infect the host. The biological process is important to understand. To date, there have not been any studies investigating the ability of Semperica trio to prevent the transmission of Borrelia burgdorferi to dogs transmitted by Exodi scapularis. According to the label, Semperica trio began to kill existing Exodi scapularis within eight hours and reduced the number of live ticks by over 94.2% within 24 hours of infestation for at least 28 days. So the fast speed of kill of Semperica trio against ticks may help reduce the likelihood of disease transmission. That's excellent. Thank you so much. That's, that's really good. Next up, I'd like to jump over to fleas. You get it? I gotcha. I gotcha. You gotta, you gotta be paying attention. <laughs> but first, let's have more fun. It's time for another quiz. And this is a new one. I've never tried it out before. And it's called, How Well Do You Know Your Homophones? This should be interesting. <laughs> To refresh your memory, all right, a homophone is a word that is pronounced the same as another word, but differs in meaning and spelling. So for example, a Q, C-U-E, is a hint. A Q, Q-U-E-U-E, is to get in a line or lineup. You got it? Here we go. I'm going to read you a statement, and you just tell me how to spell the homophone. I'm only going to give you three because this might be a total bust, but see, you're such a good sport about things. I thought... Try this out with Dr. Adolph. Hey, guinea, I'm a good guinea pig. First question, the homophone is capital. So when it has to do with government, a specific government building, how do you spell it? C-A-P-I-T-O-L. Very good. When you mean the important city in a state or country. C-A-P-I-T-O-L, I believe. No. No. Not Try like, again. Not like the... Uh, like if the, you were to... If you were to say, oh, the capital of California is... C-I-P-I-T-A-L? Very good. There we go. Second question. The homophone is metal. An athlete would get a bronze, silver, or gold one of these in the Olympics. M-E-T-A-L. Ah, no. Oh, M-E-D. M-E-D. Yes. There you go. There you go. Metal. Yes. Now, how do you spell metal when you involve yourself in someone else's affairs? Like, for example, you might say, stop meddling. This is none of your beeswax. Uh, 2D, M-E-D-D-L-E. Very good. All right, last quiz question. The homophone is Marshall. If you're talking about a sheriff or deputy, how do you spell the homophone? M-A-R-S-H-A-L. Very good. And what if I want to describe something that's warlike, like karate? Uh, M-A-R-T-I-A-L. Yes! 
Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for Dr. Adolph. Fantastic job. Back to the interview. Fleas are a nightmare for pet owners, as we know. So tell us, how does Semperica Trio and flea protection work? Seralaner is an isoxazoline that kills fleas similar to how it kills ticks. Semperica Trio is indicated for killing adult Tenosphalides felis and for the treatment and prevention of flea infestations. It starts to kill fleas within four hours and killed 100% of fleas within eight hours after initial treatment. It maintained greater than 99.7% effectiveness against weekly reinfestations for at least 28 days. It killed fleas before they could lay eggs. Therefore, treating and preventing flea infestations improved the clinical signs associated with flea allergy dermatitis. We kill them fast, breaking the flea life cycle, which is critical for cleaning up home infestations and management of flea allergic dermatitis. Since this is my last interview for season two with a parasitologist, I can't let an opportunity like this be passed up to get the lowdown on gastrointestinal parasites. Semperica Trio, talk about its treatment and control. So pyrantel as a pamoate salt is a uh, nematicide belonging to the tetrahydropyridamine class. Pyrantel is active against immature stages or L5s and adults of Toxicaricanus and adults of Ancelostoma caninum, Toxascarus leonina, and Uncinarius stenocephala. Pyrantel is a nicotinic acetylcholine channel receptor agonist. It mimics the agonist effects of acetylcholine through high affinity binding to subtype specific ionophoric NACH receptors in nematodes. While not binding at muscarinic NACH receptors, following receptor binding, the channel opens to allow the influx of cations, resulting in a depolarization and excitatory effects on nematode muscle, ultimately leading to spastic paralysis and of the worm and death. What about whipworms and tapeworms? Yeah, so I get this question sometimes. Uh, Semperica trio does not protect against whipworms and tapeworms. The good news is that Semperica trio satisfaction guarantee does cover heartworm disease, fleas and ticks, Lyme disease, hookworms, whipworms, roundworms, and tapeworms. So if a dog tests positive for any of these parasites, the satisfaction guarantee covers both parasites that Semperica prevents against and a few it does not protect against. Zoetis is committed to helping you treat your patient if they test positive. We are out of time. It's a wrap for this episode. So any last amusing stories you want to tell us, Dr. Adolph? Well, since we ended with intestinal parasites, I am reminded of a great story from back when I used to be a real doctor, back in practice days. I always emphasize the importance of performing proper fecal diagnostics on dogs and cats. It's critical for the health of the patient and the humans that love them. But I also stressed it was beneficial to the practice health. Yes, I'm a former practice owner, so it was my job to make sure that we were profitable. One day, while performing a fecal analysis, a technician called me into the lab. In the sample was a wadded up $1 bill intact. The dog obviously ate it. So I gathered the entire staff around. I said, see, I know what I'm talking about here. There's money to be made in analyzing poop. Yeah, that's right. That makes a lot of sense. You get it? Yes, yes, I do. Oh, don't come undone on me, Dr. Adolph. We're at home plate. It's all good. (laughs) 
Ah, thank you so much for joining us today. You were so helpful as always. Next up, we're going to talk a bit about how to position Semperica Trio along with the other parasiticides in your practice, as well as answer a few other questions. Also, more quizzes and more stories. So thanks again for coming on the show. Hey, it's my pleasure. Uh, have me back anytime. I enjoy this. <laughs> I'm Dr. Kim Farina, and this has been Episode 2 of Pause and Reflect with Zoetis. Episode 3 is coming up. Here is some important safety information about Semperica Trio. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures. Semperica Trio contains Seralaner, a member of the isoxazoline class, which has been associated with neurologic adverse reactions including tremors, ataxia, and seizures in dogs with or without a history of neurologic disorders. The safe use of Semperica Trio has not been evaluated in breeding, pregnant, or lactating dogs. The most frequently reported adverse reactions in clinical trials were vomiting and diarrhea. See full prescribing information at www.sympericatriodbm.com.